Konnichiwa. And hey, y'all. I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie. And welcome to Sumo Kaboom. Sumo Kaboom. Where we talk about all things sumo. That's right. And today we're talking about the Aki Basho. We're going to get into that ASAP because it's the biggest news of the day. But first, let's talk a little bit about bingo. Okay. So I think you had the idea Maybe a couple of weeks ago, you came in and you were like, look, I got this idea. <laughs> Let's do some bingo. Let's do some bingo. I was like, what, what? Oh, okay. Yeah. People like games. But it seems like once we put it out to the world, people really, really were liking it. The funny part is when you create these cards, there's only like 30 different variations. I mean, we can tell you that now. But uh, we actually already had two winners. And the reason why I tell you that is because they both had the same card. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we put this, yeah, we put the sumo bingo idea together. And what I think is really funny about it is we went through all these ideas of things to look for. And we looked at our list and we said, oh, this is way too hard. Way too hard. Nobody's ever Nobody, going to find it. Right. And is anybody ever going to play? Yeah. And so we got to make it way easier. And so we put in all this stuff that we we're like, yeah, people will be able to find this and we did not expect people to find it all on the first day and to get bingo so that was like a big eye opener for us it was really really fun to see how many people were excited to play and and bingo is not over because we i have made lots of jars of jam so do not think that just because you're still playing and you are almost at a bingo that you can't get a jar of jam because I, when I say I'm going to give you a jar of jam, if you win bingo, you're going to get a jar of jam. Oh, so, so see, talk her up really nicely. That's right. I will. I have strawberry jam. I have, uh, oh, peach bourbon vanilla jam. Uh, Remember and the that fig, one? The fig jam is dynamite. I know. The fig jam is my is my number one. But the grape jam that I, or the I grape haven't jam. Tried. Oh, it's like great. All of this is really good on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> The um, moral of the story is we have lots of jam to share. This whole idea was just a ruse to get rid of all of this jam. <laughs> no, we're kidding. Can we talk about our winners? Who I won think we on can. day one. Yes. One was our dear friends at Sumo Mainichi. <laughs> we were so thrilled. <laughs> yeah. It makes perfect sense because, like, we had just announced the game, and then, like, uh, like seven hours later, I they were like, "Bingo, bingo!" Did we already do it? Of course. Like, they're watching. It, it made me laugh so hard. It was them, and they full on won. Love them for it. I know. So we asked, um, we asked them obviously to just tell us a little bit about themselves. Surprising fact: they both have science degrees. No way, really? Yeah, that they never ended up using. <laughs> I love it. Does it say what kind of science? Yes. Dave has a behavioral science degree and Amy has a physics degree. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And they have 1.5 cats, which is Yuki, obviously, the star of the podcast, and Prince, who comes over the back fence every day to say hi. <laughs> not funny? That's awesome. Their first phase were, for Amy was Kisano Sato because mm-hmm. he's a beautiful, beautiful man. And yeah. now I know who wrote this. Uh, but then because of those eyes, <laughs> and then Dave loves, and I love this one, Ikioi, because he mm-hmm. is one hundred percent dedicated to sumo. He does have a beautiful voice, I will have to say. And my favorite thing about Ikioi is the he puts up the dukes. He and, always puts and the kanji. He told us that he has an interesting name and it has one kanji. Oh, that's right. Yeah, remember. But then shortly thereafter... Yes, we got another bingo from Robbie Gardner. And I'm going to tell you just a little bit about Robbie. He is 45 years old. Yes. He's a retired U.S. Coast Guard Chief Warrant Officer. Oh, well, thank you for your service. That's right. He is living in Virginia. He has four daughters and loves Ultimate Frisbee and cooking and sumo. I like this guy. Yeah. So he says he had been aware of sumo for a while. He had been stationed in Hawaii a couple of times, and he knew the names Akibono and Konoshiki, but not much else about sumo. And after discovering NHK World in a hotel in Guam, 
Yep, this is how I discovered when I was in Tokyo in the hotel because that was the oh, English. Really? Yeah, it was the English language world news, oh. and so that's how you get into what's going on in the world in English. <laughs> yeah, so then he got hooked. He says he loves the traditions, the history, and the pageantry of sumo, but he says the thing that he loves the most about the sport is the simplicity. And I totally get that. Yep. He says the rules are minimal, and if you win, you move up. And if you lose, you move down. Their rank and livelihood all hinge on one fight a day for 15 days. He says, I think it's brilliant. And I would have to agree. I have to agree as well. It is brilliant. He also says one aspect of sumo he didn't foresee liking so much is the underground English language fandom. There are so many folks out there in the cyber world that help newcomers and contribute to the fun of being a sumo fan. Uh, He wanted to shout out both to our podcast and the nuts over at Grand Sumo Breakdown with a special thanks to Tachiai's Haruth at Sumo Follower for translating and contributing for those of us who can't speak or read Japanese. There are many helpers out there who are translating for us or who have different connections or perhaps read kanji yeah. who are helping all of us English language people And we're understand. trying. You know, Robbie also says that he is trying to learn a little bit of Japanese in lockdown as well. But <laughs> he says he's very far from understanding JSA News And I got to say, I'm in the exact same boat. I'm working on it every day. But at this point, really, all I can say is, let's go eat. Let's go drink in Japanese. It's very slow going, but I'm working on it. Uh, he also, he says his favorite sumotori is Mitake Yumi, uh, which you makes have that me so common. happy. Yes, yeah. I also adore Mitake Yumi. Robbie, thanks for listening. Thanks for playing bingo with us. Yes, absolutely. And as far as our bingo players out there, do not be defeated. Let's just keep playing to blackout. And then drum roll, please. We got a really fun message from the guys over at Tachiai Blog, and they said, hey, we love your idea. How about let's do week two bingo? So we decided we would kind of come together and collaborate on a new bingo card for week two, which is all about getting the kachikoshi for all of the wrestlers. So it feasibly cannot happen until, what, day eight? That's right. And there will be no free square in the center on this one either. And I think with this one, also it comes with bragging rights. You'll most likely get a jar of jam from me. And a contact from us, you know, saying, hey, tell us more about you. Who knows? We might just arts and crafts the hell out of this and send you a whole care of package full of like googly eye bookmarks that's right homemade sumo kaboom (laughs) merch that you could never sell anywhere well larry might send you some kombucha she's been making a whole bunch of kombucha you might get some sourdough bread from me you know all the fruits of our labor here in quarantine but anyway thank you guys for playing bingo it's so much fun to see the interaction keep playing there's more prizes we'll keep you up to date Shall we move into a newsflash? Yeah, let's do. Goedo has actually pushed back his haircutting ceremony, which was supposed to happen around now, I guess. But due to the pandemic, it's been pushed back again. So his haircutting ceremony will be sometime in January, perhaps after the tournament. So you'll get to see those long, luscious Goedo locks for a little bit longer. Also, if you guys have not noticed, if you haven't watched Sumo yet, this is a no Kazuna Basho. Actually, last week, Kakaru was kind of playing like coy of whether or not he's going to go into this tournament. Oh, all of them were. And everybody was like, "Uh, how how could you just not even start practicing and then go into a tournament? So everybody knew it, but he wasn't admitting it, but it's official. He has now missed two Bashos, and there's just like been a lot of talk about retirement, just a lot of talk because, and, and I do understand this, if you've lost this much time and momentum, even if he gets back up into shape into the next tournament, that's a long time without fighting. And I think that's what people are really worried with. I, of course, want to see Kakadu return next tournament, but it is it does make me nervous. Hakaho, yes, had his surgeries and is obviously not going to be showing up anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But I do kind of believe that both of these guys with the Olympics coming up next year, I mean, Hakaho will probably be fighting like with 
uh, I don't know, a cane or some sort of like. Oh God, I hope not. No, I I joke and I should joke. Come hell or high water, he will be there. He will be there, right? So I don't know how we'll see him over the next year. He may just like come in for a little basho, fight a couple of days, and pull out like just to make it to next summer. But uh, we'll have him. Just uh, I imagine we'll just have barely both of them for the for the year. I don't know, but they can totally surprise us. Yep, and they're not the only two that are cujo for this. No, don't we have Ishiura with a bum bum ankle? Actually, I don't know why. But I haven't seen him. Yeah, he's out. I think it's a bum ankle. If it's not something about his legs. You know, I do my research. (laughs) I think that's literally what I wrote down. Very thorough. Issue it up. Bum ankle. (laughs) We are very thorough about some things. But if we don't think about it ahead of time, then our research is a bit patchy. And I'm like talking about myself. Oh, yeah. Not not you. I'm like, oh, I forgot to look the one up. That would be accurate about me as well. Oh, Oh, this one. We have a Gyoji who's out. Oh, yeah. He was sick. Well, yeah. It says he was sick. And it's the big guy, the Papa Goji, yeah, right? Yeah. Papa, <laughs> Papa Goji. Or Tata Goji, but I but like Papa Gyoji. Yeah. I mean, he's like the big head honcho. Yes. Yeah. Well, and he has these eyebrows, like to die for, right? Like I've he is all never like, noticed his eyebrows. What? I've never. No, I noticed his squat and the way he yells. I never noticed his then eyebrows. Then you're missing. You are missing his presence. Is it like he a is, creature on his forehead? Yes. He's like eyebrow heavy. Oh, you walk into a room no and you're idea. like, what's up, eyebrows? He has really big black eyebrows. It is like the Not most defining feature of his face. Well, well anyway. See, we look out. at different things. We do. We do. You look at the body. I just look I at look, the face. I look at the hips. <laughs> That's where my eyes go first. What is their hip flexibility like? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's possible that... Just him. He's one of the oldest, I think, if not the oldest Gyoji, that he's just playing it safe, you know? Well, I don't don't, blame him. I don't blame him at all. It's just not a place to be when the virus is going crazy everywhere. You just can't put yourself at risk like that. So I'm glad to see that they're, you know, the people... I mean, everyone's health matters, but, you know, especially for someone like him and so valued, absolutely Mm -hmm. skip this one. Also, big news, one stable, the Tamanoi stable, uh, there were 17 wrestlers from the stable that got sick with COVID. Mm-hmm. And so... None of them are competing. None of them are competing, but they have, like, seven of them were in the hospital under observation, and then... <sighs> I mean, it's just a nightmare because this is exactly what you don't want to happen mm-hmm. is that this comes in and then just like gets, sweeps, through, sweeps everybody. through everybody. And that is the really, really scary part. So everyone seems to be healing, but that's just very scary to me. Shall we jump into the tournament? Absolutely. I'm going to tell you a little bit about day one. First of all, I just want to say a big welcome back to Ichinojo because he is back. He is looking thinner and more agile than I think I have ever seen him look. He's got way more lateral movement all over the place. Just makes me realize how much he must have been hurting. He must have been in so much pain. And I think he's lost. I think I read somewhere that he's lost like 100 pounds since the last time. So Different. Yeah. I mean, he's moving different. He's so aggressive and he actually looks quick. He, he just couldn't move quickly. He looks like a whole different wrestler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything about him is looking different. Yeah. It's really exciting to see. And we found someone from Indonesia who loves Ichinojo. Yes. And who says that Ichinojo is her boyfriend. And so whenever we make connections like that, Oh, my God, it makes our day. Yes. Thank you, social media, for bringing us some really cool fans from all over the world. Yes. I love that. My overall thought is that, you know, a lot of these guys didn't get to do Degeko, so they did not have the interstable practicing, you know? They yeah. really didn't get a chance. And some of these guys, if they don't have six other wrestlers that are in their same division that are, the, you know, that are in Makauchi division, it's really hard for these guys who are the top dog, the only dog in their stable, to get a really good, solid, challenging workout. And so... My overall thoughts were not that people look lazy. It's just that people look like they haven't had a workout. And the first day kind of looked a little bit like you could tell the difference between the guys that have had the good practice within their stable and then Mm. the guys who are just not getting the challenge. 
I would like to give big props to Takayasu and Takara Fuji yes. for the longest fight of day one that wasn't even shown on NHK highlights. What a shame because I know. that was an incredible match. Perfect example of that patience that Takayasu has. And we'll wait for. He will wait like that for days. Yes. So this fight was almost two minutes long. It was a test of endurance. There was a lot of waiting and renegotiating, but it was all about, you know, each one of them had one hand on the belt and the other hand was keeping their opponent's hand from getting a second hand on the belt. So it was a lot of hand negotiation and angling of bodies and keeping uh, hands off belts, but it was very exciting. And Takayasu came out on top in the end. I guess they didn't show it because it was a longer fight and they felt like they didn't have time to show it on NHK. But I'm going to tell you, you missed a good one. And if you can watch it on YouTube, pull it up and watch it. It's worth a it's worth a look-see. Yeah, absolutely. And you really realize when you watch Takayasu, my ex-boyfriend, he's somebody probably in real life that could just, maybe as a toddler, he could just wear you out. He's just going to wait for you to make your move. And that's what he did. He was like, you can, we can sit here and pause forever. I'm not going to make the move. I'm going to wait for you. It seemed like to well, me. We, I think we see that in all really fantastic wrestlers. Yeah. Ozeki's crazy level and of above. patience. Yeah. They just wait. They're very patient. They wait for their moment to get in. And then when they find it, they get in and complete. Yeah. And yeah. he would be fine with five minutes of like, he'd be like, I'll wait. No, I'll That'd just be a wait. Long time. Well, that's when you take that break, right? <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also want to give big, big old props to Teretsuyoshi and Yutakayama for the best prep of the entire day. This, to me, I'm sure they didn't show the entire thing on NHK highlights either because it seemed like it was like three to five minutes of like West Side Story on the doyo to me. We had, it was like West Side Story and a course line because there was Yutakayama going I hope I get it I hope I get it how many people does he <laughs> don't sing it and sorry and Terutsuyoshi was doing the dance track to West Side Story he has it this was funny whoosh it was movement. yeah I mean he was deep breathing he was doing these great amazing squat walks across <laughs> the doyo this man was so ready to deliver at every moment yeah, of those know. three to five if minutes he's just like kicked it up a notch he has a lot of flair he's really a lot of just like, like a lot of finger, flair. like showing the fingers and showing oh, everything that he has inside. Maybe and he has a future he, in dance. He brought his game and he won his game. Teretsuyoshi came out on top. One other quick shout out to Daesho's inner thigh flexibility. When Daesho lost against Tamawashi on day one, he landed in a very advanced yoga pose called frog pose. Or called sumo splits. Well, it was not. That, no, it was we not. We gave people credit on bingo for those sumo splits. But this was not our sumo split moment. So this oh. was a moment that probably passed everybody else's eye. Okay, imagine if you're on your hands and knees. Mm-hmm. And then your knees just go straight out. Your knees and your ankles go straight out to the side and your hips go straight down in the center. So your legs aren't straight. Your knees are bent. But mm-hmm. that is called frog pose. Mm-hmm. And that pose in a yoga class makes everyone groan in pain. And he just like landed in that position like it was nothing. <laughs> no big deal. I was so impressed by Daesho's inner thigh flexibility. Okay, but let me get to the big guns. Last two fights of the day were also, super... Wait, you should also mention that yes. was a Sanyaku loss. It was. That was Tamawashi... Who beat Daesho? Yeah, he just wrapped him up. Uh, Tamawashi kept slapping Daesho's hands right out of the way, wrapped him up. Daesho essentially leaned in a little too far forward, and Tamawashi threw him down and right into that. Yeah, Tamawashi had had quite a bit of patience too, and Mm -hmm. I thought his experience showed in that moment. The, here's here's what I wrote in my notes. Daesho was all over Tamawashi this whole fight like a wet t-shirt. Yeah, this is how we break down sumo, guys. <laughs> For all of you who know all the We're very technical moves, about this. We're very technical. We're like, he looked good. Wet t-shirt into advanced yoga pose. Yeah. That's really what I took away from that fight. Okay, so Fuji versus Takakesho. This was second to last fight of the day. Not what I expected 
to happen. So there was a big tachi eye, of course, with these two guys. And Takakesho kept Terunofuji right in front of him. And with his little T-Rex hands, he pushed <laughs> Terunofuji's hands away. And then he pushed Terunofuji's neck away. And then he pushed Terunofuji's chin straight up and swept Terunofuji right out of the ring like a tidal wave. It was like a Takakesho tidal wave. It was great. It was beautifully done, and Terunofuji, of course, won the last Basho, so it's like Takakesho got his revenge yes. on day one. Yes, he did. Another surprise, last bout of day one, Osanayama versus Endo, and Endo proved again just what a slippery guy he is. I want to explain this one bit by bit, because okay. it was so good. It was so good. I just wrote, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I wrote a little bit more than wow. <laughs> okay, there was a strong tachi eye in the beginning. Endo went in really hot, and he pushed Asanoyama back. Asanoyama pushed Endo back to the bales in the opposite direction, and Endo shifted away to his side. Asanoyama pushed hard again, and Endo dug his entire lower body into the dirt and stayed super, super low, almost with his legs straight as Asanoyama pushed him across the clay like he was he pushed him back to the bales again mm -hmm. okay endo refused to go out asanoyama then shifted and went for a throw but couldn't complete it and endo somehow flipped around and had asanoyama immediately on the bales asanoyama refused to go out they did a little hop skip and a jump and they locked up with one leg behind them leaned forward and somehow endo flipped asanoyama over and down i would say no one saw that coming Still, Endo did not smile at the end, yeah, but it was he, a uh... beautiful beltless arm throw with a leg flip from behind. It yeah. was it was stunning. Yeah. Well, and also stunning, again, is just how Indo rejoices when he's interviewed. I didn't know if he was giving a eulogy or if he was talking about <laughs> him beating Asanoyama. And he could have been very happy he about it. He could have been, but I I mean, the day we see this guy smile, like, who is Indo? I do know that he is an amazing wrestler. And I think he, maybe partly because he shows nothing, he's a, he's got a great poker face. I wondered if he's more of a mental ricochet. Like, maybe his surprises really come from his prep. Maybe people just don't expect how he's going to come at them. And maybe that's his strength. He obviously has a lot of physical strength too, Yeah. but it's not, he's, um, he doesn't produce the same surprising effects every time. He has a lot of tools in his tool belt. Yeah, he sure does. And uh, it shows. And mm -hmm. it obviously shows when he can beat someone like Asanoyama. Yeah. Day one was fantastic. I was, um, I don't know, I was kind of just rejoicing inside to have Sumo back so soon and have it to be so fun because there were lots of other bouts that I could have talked about that I enjoyed just as much, but I'm trying to keep all my excitement in. Well, can I talk to you about day two? Yep. I was really worried because day two, we saw Kota Shogiku versus Meisei. And this uh, was when Kota Shogiku really hurt himself and needed to actually help help down from the doyo. Mm -hmm. And he let up at the edge, and that was basically because he was in pain. And Meisei felt him stop kind of mid-match, and he felt like, oh, something's up. And he pushed him out and back, and obviously Kota Shogiku lost, but you could see kind of the worry on both of their faces. We don't know what it was, but... It did not look good, yeah, and look I to hate me. it when I see see somebody get injured. Yeah. It gave uh, Meisei the Yorikiri win, but uh, kind of broke my heart because I was like, I hope that, that that's not a serious thing. Also, just a little something we discussed. Takiyasu against Rudin. Um, we both came together with this thought while watching this that we think that, that uh, Takiyasu is a, is a cuddler. 
in the yeah, morning. We do. I, I can't even remember where that came from. I don't know, but <laughs> let us know what you think about that. Do you think because I think I was saying Takayasu is just kind of so slow to kind of arrive, and then he arrives oh. in the in the in the scene. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. And he attacks, and and Rudin, you know, has a similar energy, but not quite like that. He he has he has a little bit more flair, a little bit more energy, and Takayasu literally looks like he just got out of bed, and he's like, "I'm just gonna fight." Uh, yeah. Mano imano, and they had this funny, strange like hand deal they were doing with each other—a weird hand push up, up top. And Takayasu went one, which I was happy about. But anyway, side note: these are the things I I think <laughs> about when I watch sumo. Who's a good cuddler? Oh, and that came from. I bet Takayasu is not an early riser. I bet he's slow to get out of bed. Well, yeah. He just looks Which, right. Yeah. He's just patient. And anybody that's He's slow to get out of bed, any to get good, anywhere, yeah, is right? a good cuddler. Yeah, he must be. Uh, Tachinoshin lost against Terutsuyoshi. They're both such showmen in this one. Terutsuyoshi has turned on, I, or maybe I've just missed it. I mean, he has the the salt throw, right? We mm-hmm. get that. Yeah. That's obviously dramatic, but he just seems like he's turned it up a notch. And Tachinoshin showed a little bit of extra. You know, flair, but basically, Terutsuyushin just pushed him, walked him backwards and out. So, not really remarkable in my mind, other than like, looks like Terutsuyushin's like, I don't know, stepping on the gas a little. Miyogiru versus Endo. This was so exciting for me because I've been totally digging on Miyogiru, and maybe I should just announce, like, maybe he's my new boyfriend. Oh. I really feel like there's just been something really fun about watching him lately. And he has turned a corner, I think, where he's become even more consistent. Miyogiru defied gravity and Indo hit the ground first going out. But it was really more the beginning of that match and the charge from Miyogiru that really kind of, um, I don't know, just kind of got my attention. As I was like, you know, he's going up against Endo. Endo just beat Asanoyama yesterday. I mean... Endo's really, really good, and people don't give Miyogiru as much credit. And there was just some really stellar, strong, fast, quick sumo that was coming out of Miyogiru. Shodai versus Tamawashi. What Shodai said about his match with Tamawashi was, I believe in the translation, the other party's presence was different from usual, and I was confused by that. But he, he got off to a good start and he won. And he, he said about his training this time, he's been concentrating on the lower body, his lower body. And he feels like now it's really starting to bear fruit. And I think he talked about this specifically related to this match with Tamawashi. He gained five kilos, which I didn't know. And he says he thinks he's moving his weight better. And he's really um, working towards his promotion for Ozeki. But uh, I really... Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it? Yep. It was an Oshidashi win against Tamawashi, but for him to be kind of able to say, hey, I was a little, you know, I was surprised at what he gave me up top. And then, you know, with the work he's been doing on his lower half, it helped him prevail. Mm. So uh, that was fun. Can I give a nod to some matches that happened early in the day? Oh, yeah. Uh, because I would like to give an award for best leap off the doyo to <laughs> Ho Shoryu and Shimano, Shimanomi, who both locked up and flung themselves into the audience with such gusto. It kind of made me cringe. But the uh, fight after them also, Tobizaru versus Shohozan, also flying exits off the doyo. And those. I just, I have to admire those guys that are willing to fall that way. Well, they're making their, their debutantes. They're sumo debutantes, and they are making an entrance. I love it. I appreciate it. <laughs> I adore it every time I see it, and I just want to honor you for doing it. Yeah, it looks dangerous, though. Yeah. Uh, like, I, yeah, it makes my shoulder hurt. Yeah. Every time they land on their shoulder <laughs> from the doyo. Ooh. I know. Well, that's how half of them get injured. Mm-hmm. They flail around. How do you think they train for that? There's got to be some kind of training they do where you fling yourself off of something that's like two, three feet in the air and land on your shoulder. Because that's essentially what they're doing. Well, remember watching, have you watched some of these practices where, you know, Hakaho will have the younger guys and kind of make them do the monkey walk around, you know, he's training another guy. And then he pushes him on his back and he does a front roll. Yeah. And part of that is to practice the falling 
We're but, all falling but on the ground. from a height. Yeah, I don't know. But I from don't know. a height. Like, I get that because you're falling down to the ground. But just adding height. Like, when I climbed a lot, you would have to practice jumping off rocks that were like, oh, gosh, anything over six feet. You were jumping you know? off of six well, foot Well, because you're climbing up rocks and you might be climbing 10, 15 feet in the air. And if something goes wrong at the top, you're going to fall down. And so you have to like train how to land mm. from that height on your feet and not like hurt your ankles. And also you're training your fear, right? You're training like if you look down from 10 feet, you don't want to shake. You want right. to be able to be like, oh, I can land down there and it's no big deal. So these wrestlers have to go through something similar as they're learning yes. all these throws and falls off the door. Or you're just and like I've just me. never seen it before. Yeah. Well, you train. Remember when you took me climbing and I was like a city girl who had never climbed and then I almost fell off a mountain and died? Do you remember that? I do remember that. You like tripped and I, and I felt very guilty. Yeah. I almost met my maker that day because I was really, really tired. But the day I almost died climbing a mountain... <laughs> But you didn't, and you came through it just fine. I didn't. And imagine if you had gone through training before you got there, you would have been like, oh, this is no big deal. I just slipped and fell near the side of this mountain. <laughs> it's like a cliff. Oh, well, let's end with the biggest match of the day, which essentially had Asanoyama leaving the arena without saying any words. This was between him and Takanosho. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen... Takanosho beat Asanoyama. This is day two. Two losses, Asanoyama. And Takanosho had a very forceful start. And I always get worried when I see Asanoyama afterwards so defeated because I feel like these matches, like right now, as he's trying to move towards this Yokozuna promotion, that's really where his mind is, he gets like... All of them would have to feel this. Everyone's coming at you. And these young guys that want to beat you come at you with an energy that's that was him going at Hakaho like mm-hmm. a half a year ago. Mm-hmm. And so he's in a much different position. And so I hated, I hated watching after the fact, after this match, when he sat down on the ground, I hated seeing his face because it looked so worried, so unconfident. Is that a word? Inconfident? Unconfident? Not, <laughs> not confident. confident. How about not confident? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, Asanoyama put up a put up a fight. He really did. But Takanosho had these like Scooby Doo feet. I think it was just mm-hmm. like yeah. Ta- like Asanoyama was back against the bales, and he was about to go over. Takanosho had him lifted up, and Asanoyama's lower half was grab like just grasping the Tawada, mm-hmm. and. An incredible force that Takanosho had to like Scooby Doo shuffle his feet to just uh, push him over and out, and he did, mm-hmm. uh, which was kind of crazy to know that that's much that's how much power is behind Asanoyama mm-hmm. is that a grown man has to Scooby Doo feet like to push him. He's he's really gripping with like his mm-hmm. toes. That's mm-hmm. how strong he is. Anyway, I don't know if I'm making much sense of this, but afterwards Asanoyama said. I think I have a strong desire to win. I was trying to go to the right with just my upper body, and I was flipped up, and, and then my my hips were lifted. And I had to move my legs more and go harder. And he said it was just the difference from Takanosho's victory over the whole body. And and I think what he was trying to say is that Takanosho used his whole body against him. And I think his critique against himself was that he didn't use his whole body. He was using just like maybe the lower half and then the upper half just kind of suffered because he was he was out of whack. Former Yokozuna Hokuto Umi said about Asanoyama is that there is this pressure because right now the both of the Yokozunas are out, mm-hmm. you know, and there's only two Ozeki. And mm-hmm. that's a very difficult position. You were being tested. Mm-hmm. And he also suggested that Asanoyama go home, just have a drink and change your mind and it will open up again. Yeah, my thought after watching Asanoyama in day one and day two is that the mental pressure must be immense. Yeah. Because everyone's been coming at him like you're the top right now. You're the top of the Bonsuke. And everybody wants the spot. And that's really tough, especially when you want to go up one more rank, but there's nobody to fight against. Right. Like, how do you improve when you're the top rung? And... The mental pressure of not being able to lose. And that's the mental pressure that comes along with being a Yokozuna. And 
it's it's sort of helping me understand just how different Yokozuna are. The fact that they can sit in that place and be like, yes, I am the guy that is not allowed to lose anymore. Yeah. And I'm comfortable here and I will keep performing at that rate until my body gives out, essentially. Right. Because that's what it requires to be right. a Yokozuna. And it just made me think, oh, Asanayama still needs a little time. It's just too soon to be talking about that because of the right. mental side of it. About his Yorikiri win, Takanosho said, I'm really happy. I'm really happy. It's better than I imagined. I was innocently pleased with my first victory over Nozeki. There was a good flow of luck, he said, because his sister had just gotten married right before the tournament. I think he also said Takakesho, who comes from the same stable, announced his engagement. So there's just like love in the air mm -hmm. is kind of what he was saying. Like love boat. He was just surrounded by happiness and enthusiasm and before the tournament. And um, he just said, I wish I could get you know, some happy luck going my way and get good results this and tournament. And he did. And he did. Yeah, I like that kid. I like him too. I mean, he just looks so, so damn happy. Yes, I just he does. love cheering for him. And then Takakesho? Oh, yeah. I mean, Takakesho versus Okonomi. Takakesho has just been the best in the business when you talk about moving somewhere backwards and out. And that's exactly what he did with Okonomi. He is an immovable force. He does not budge. And Okonomi is when you think about it, crazy strong. He's an amazing, amazing wrestler. And he had really no answer for Takakesho in that match. Well, and I would say the same thing happened with um, Mitakeyumi overtaking Takara Fuji and uh, Shodai over Tamawashi. All those guys at the top just overpowered. Yeah. Overpowered. I mean, just a and... simple Oshidashi yep. powering to the uh, just. Yep. They no look answer. strong. No answer. Yeah. They look like they belong at the top. They, yeah, they really do. Yep. So it's hard to actually comment or like remark on Takakesho because when you look that good, it looks easy. And so therefore it doesn't <laughs> look like it's exciting or something really happened. But the amazing part was he's just that damn good. And he's got such little arms. <laughs> he's just so tanks. <laughs> and he just jabs those arms out. And he just doesn't move. He looks like he he's just... back in really top form, which well, is great. Well, it's the love. It's the love. Let's talk about what we talked about up top is that we made a really cool connection this week with the Tachi Eye blog guys mm -hmm. about bingo. And we just thought also, hey, we just kind of wanted to get to know them better. So we thought we'd sit down with, um, actually, we're not sure who we're sitting down with. We'll, it will be announced. It'll either be Andy, Bruce, most likely Andy or Bruce. Or Josh. Or Josh. But those are kind of the main guys that operate and, and run Tachi Eye blog, which is a great resource for all sumo fans. Here's what we uh, talked about with the guys from Tatiai Blog. Again, I'm Leslie with the, I don't know, slightly higher voice. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm Laurie, and I'm sorry, my head was uh, in techno land. So are we talking to Bruce or... No, this is, no, this is Andy. 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 This is okay. Andy. So yeah. one of the reasons we really wanted to talk with you is because we're so confused about who's behind <laughs> Tachiai and how many people are behind it. So can you like... Give oh, us yeah. Uh, it, yeah. All right. Sorry. Yeah, it grew. Like, okay. Um, all right. So probably, all right. I lived in Japan for a while, uh, for, well, just for a year. Over there, the opportunities were, I guess, kind of limited. And mm -hmm. unless, like, I was fluent in Japanese, and I'm clearly not. Um, uh, and, nor are we. <laughs> well, and, and that's one of the, one of my kind of one of my goals with this was to um, hopefully learn a little bit more Japanese, but that hasn't really happened either because <laughs> I've just been far too busy to really study. Um, but like, I guess the, f the first blog that I tried was about Japanese cuisine and food and stuff. Um, and uh, there's a word in Japanese called kate no aji. It's like kind of home cooking. Mm -hmm. and um didn't really take off for anything and i just kind of dropped it after a while um but i i've been interested in sumo ever since the 90s larry beal um was on espn and he had this really 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 late night show 
each tournament, I think, had about a half an hour highlight show at like midnight. And I would watch it. And it, I mean, it was amazing. Um, but there weren't really many opportunities, I guess, to really meet with or interact with people who had any interest whatsoever in sumo. Generally, when you talk to people about sumo, they're like, oh, the fat guy's in the diapers? Like, That's exactly yeah. our complaint. Like, when we try to tell people about it, we're like, it's so much more than just big guys in diapers. Don't do that. It's so much more. <laughs> and and that was really, like, why I started this particular blog was I've never been a big fan of stereotypes. And this was one that just kind of, like, stuck in my craw. And I was like, it's not just fat guys in diapers. And the crazy thing is, is that when I was over in Japan, uh, it was, it would have been As, um, Asa Shoryu's heyday. Mm-hmm. And sadly, I never went to any of the tournaments because nobody I knew was interested in sumo. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until like my wife and I started seeing each other pretty seriously. She's like, uh, yeah, your yoga is literally two stops away from me on the metro. Um, she's right there in Kamedo, uh, on the, so I call it the Soba line, but it's the Sobu line. When I like met her family and stuff, she was like, oh yeah. And by the way, like my, um, my grandparents were huge sumo fans. I mean, her grandma was like kind of a, um, uh, Sujo and like they, they always, they always made sure to watch sumo when it was on. And I like as I talked more with my wife, it was like, oh, uh, there really is some interest there. And so she, through her family or through a family friend, she got us tickets to the Basho that was canceled. Oh, um, really? it, it was the the tournament that didn't count, um, wow. and it was right after the Yaocho. Like it, it was, I guess, in the aftermath of the Yaocho scandal. They had this free tournament where they were just kind of, it just seemed like we need to make it up to the people and have them come out. And this tournament didn't count for anything. Uh, We went and it was amazing. So every time that we would go back, I would definitely try to, um, to watch some tournaments. And I started the blog just basically as another way to, talk to other English speaking sumo fans to see if there were even any of us out there. I started the blog around 2014 or something. Um, Oh, okay. That recently. Well, that's a long time. (laughs) 2014 (laughs) to now. That's a really long time to be. Yeah. I, and like with the, with the other one, I think my interest in that one, it would just kind of, fade in and out this one it was like as soon as I got up there there were other people kind of at least interacting down in the comments and stuff and so like what I would start doing was inviting people who were pretty active in the comments to contribute and so like at first there was a guy named Ben who he was really pretty active in in the comments and then um I mean, obviously, like Bruce, Bruce, Josh, Leonid, Haruth, um, and it, it was just very organic because it, it's like people would start to show an interest and really contribute their own stuff in the comments. And I'm like, hey, this isn't a comment. This is a post. Like, come on, put yeah, put this in as a post. Yeah. And, and so um, just gradually like we just started kind of adding more and more people. I mean, every so often I know our lives kind of interrupt. And so we're not um, uh, always as super active as we want to be, but it's just kind of, yeah, we'll fade in and out and we get definitely more hyped around the the time of the tournaments. Um, But yeah, I mean, like right now is a rather challenging time with uh, all the, the fact that none of us can actually go over there. Probably about a year ago, Nicola uh, was somebody who, like she was in Australia 
but like she moved over to Tokyo and got a job over there. And so she was like, Oh yeah, I'll handle the Instagram and uh, take a bunch of pictures and stuff like that um, uh, of cinema tournaments. And, and so it's just what I'd always hoped the blog would be, would just be a way to actually talk to people about sumo because nobody else I know knows anything about sumo or has any kind of interest in sumo whatsoever. It's not until they really get to see it that they get interested in it. And then it just kind of, once it gets that hook in you, you're like, this is actually a really pretty cool sport. Oh my God. There's so many people who know so much about sumo. Like, I'm over my head when I go like and troll through there, but it's, I don't know. It's just nice to know that there are so many real experts in the sport who are willing to chat. Like a lot of Tashi traffic doesn't just come from the English speaking world. There's quite a bit. I think the number five country is usually Germany. Um, Mm-hmm. And then France, uh, like there's, there's quite a bit of um, European interest. And then uh, obviously Georgia blows up whenever anything happens oh, with Tachinoshin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so is that really the purpose of the Tachiai blog is to make more connections between all these people or to provide a forum where people can share their opinions or is it something else? Um, really just kind of to talk, find people to talk about sumo. I mean, so long as it's, as it's a respectful conversation, like whatever, I mean, I'm kind of just let it go. And it's always interesting to hear what people think. I think that I like the blog format a bit more than like forum formats uh, and the threads, because you can, you can kind of have articles and um, it's not, I don't know. It, it, we get dinged a lot by people who want journalism and sumo journalism. And I'm like, you don't go to a subjective blog for (laughs) journalism. Like the point of the blog is to really to say that sumo is awesome and you wouldn't necessarily have a, a journalist that would be so completely biased toward a sport. Uh, (laughs) People, people do want to be able to like get just kind of the hard news about sumo, but a lot of times, like, especially when there's no tournament on hard news is really hard to come by. And you're really just talking about the controversies and the TMZ type news of, um, oh, this guy walked down the street. What do you hope the future of Tachiai blog is? Where do you hope it goes? I kind of want to be able to serve both philosophies, I guess, of the, have these subjective sumo blog, uh, and then also a much more hard sumo news, because I do think that people who want, like the, who want journalism, they do deserve it. And I mean, it is nice to be able to just get called hard facts without the fluff so um i mean i I would like to be able to kind of have both going on um but we'll see that's so cool cool we'd love to we'd love to support you somehow doing that because yeah we'd love that we're just trying to get over there next year hopefully to see a boss show like larry's never seen one live so we've got to just get over there so we can sit there for a few days and watch some uh watch some tournaments yeah i think oh yeah I think it's very cool that you and and other members of your team will go over to Japan and report what they're seeing and then bring that back to Tachiai blog that really may, it gives a much richer experience. Yeah. Before yeah. we go, um, we just want to ask you about, we. I thank you, by the way, for reaching out about our bingo contest. And oh, yeah. You had I, such a great idea, and, and we've been having a really fun time, and people have been having a really fun time playing it. And um, so um, we just want to tell our listeners, like, we have this cool collaboration with you guys, and um, hopefully 
between all of our listeners and all of the people in your circle that we'll all get a bunch of people to play Kachikoshi Bingo. Yes. Thank you for like uh, uh, indulging my idea because I like when, when I saw when I, I mean when I saw Bingo, I was just like, oh my god, that would be awesome to have whoever gets Kachikoshi like that's a B or an I or and then whatever. Yeah, yeah I, I think that that would be a lot of fun. Like you said, it's only kind of relevant in the second week of the tournament when people are actually getting it. But I could I could definitely see people getting um, very, hopefully pretty competitive. But I yeah, that's the thing. I, I just hope people will enjoy it, have fun. And um, yeah, it'd be something for people to enjoy while they're watching Sumo. Yeah, a little bit of good competition between all of us fans. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for giving us your time. We are yeah. such fans and your your blog has really been a great resource for us. Who You have no idea how often we go to your blog to find info. Like yeah. whenever we do research, we always end up on Tachi blog and you're all over our show notes because that's where much of our research comes from. So thank you for providing that resource. Thank you. And I mean, that that, that goes to the team. I mean, everybody out there, I, I, there's just they're great and they know so much more about the sport than I do. I, I go to my site to learn more about sumo. And so, <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I, I do like the fact that it's a place where people can go and talk intelligently about sumo. And we take care of the unintelligible, yeah, we the take silly, care of the dumb stuff, the, dumb stuff, the comedy stuff. On oh, I, no, I've got tons of the dumb cuddler. stuff up there. That's for sure. I mean, <laughs> it, my, my posts are quite a bit more pedantic and yeah, just more about like, this is in Japan and this is enjoyable. Um, <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. Thank you to Andy for that uh, short little interview about Tachi Ai. Yeah, he was so really, he was really interesting to talk to. He's such a sumo enthusiast. And more than anything, we've just been fans of his blog and the people that kind of come to it and contribute to it and thank them actually for putting that content out there for English readers. You know, Mm -hmm. we have really utilized a lot of the blog and its information just to kind of get a acquainted with certain things in sumo that we weren't you know knowledgeable about and so um thank you to him for taking the time to do that and it's just awesome meeting just another cool sumo fan yeah yeah we're all sumo fans inside yeah we're all screaming sumo fans inside all right i think that is our brand and style of sumo here at sumo kaboom thank you so much for tuning in yeah keep us informed if you get a bingo or a blackout let's go for a blackout this time guys and stay tuned for kachi koshi bingo so it's a blackout on our first card of bingo and it's a bingo on the kachi koshi yeah can we make this more confusing i know Yeah. <laughs> well, keep your eye out for the Kachi Koshi card. Uh, start playing that on week two of our sumo tournament and send us an image of your completed card once you get it. And uh, we'll send you something. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. And please keep connecting with us online over social media or email at sumokaboom at gmail.com. We love meeting you guys. We love hearing about how you got into sumo. That's right. So until next time, see you later. Sayonara. Bye, y'all. Not out of shape, but just kind of a slow, slow off the, slow Mm. off the, what, what's that, uh, Mark? Is that Mark? The line? Slow off the line. Slow off the, the, you know, track racing line. The white line. Yeah, I'm sure that, yeah. (laughs) He's very slow off the line. <laughs> what is that? What is that called? It's the white line. No, it's not. It's like the starting <laughs> block. Yes. No, no, it's not a starting block. That's that's running. I know, but that's what I mean. 